Hello humans, hello humans. Almost uh, 7.45 or so on um, July 5th, heading into town. A little ways down into the road. The um, recorder screwed up on me. It's Velcro let loose and it fell and shut itself off. <laughs> so anyway, um, a lot of doings on the beach, a lot of uh, fireworks, nobody got any sleep. I think I finally started going to sleep around 1.30. Major uh, booming and stuff, and everybody, all the doggos are all upset. Everybody's got frazzled nerves just from all of the noise. Heading into town. A lot of stuff going on, of course. We're in the um, dynamic part of the Big Ugly, where all this stuff just keeps pouring out, pouring out, and it's just gonna keep um, flowing through the, the social order. Uh, changing everybody's opinion of everything. This is uh, one of like a, a culmination, a peak of one of these strange energies from space. We actually think um, that there was a, an energy influx in the 17 at seven, in the 1700s, like 1699, 1698, something like that, and that it marked the end of the Kali Yuga, and that we're in the uh, 25th year of the 75 years of setting the tone, if you will, the emotional tone uh, for this um, uh, Bronze Age, for this Dwapara uh, uh, Yuga. Anyway, so um, we're some 325 years past the end of the Kali Yuga and things are changing and it is a uh, it's causing a lot of people a lot of problems, okay? So uh, it's not so much prevalent in, the, in Asia or India because they have an entirely different view of time, but uh, in the Western republics, under the sway of the um, uh, Jewish Zionist domination for these last, because of the central banks, because, because of the, um, or since the uh, uh, Babylonian banking system came into effect, and we've been fighting with the... Um, uh, you know, usury, interest, you know, fake money, all of that shit for hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, in our Western society, we have this really weird short-sighted thing, right? Where we don't understand that, that humans have been around for millions of years and we've had multiple civilizations here and that, you know, the Jews are a relatively recent invention uh, 4,000 plus years ago. And that uh, the translation of the Torah and the Bible is a deliberate psyop and it is um, you know they just gloss over the fact that there were millions of humans here <laughs> before the space aliens showed up but really the whole point of this is that I had this uh, discussion online with this guy who's a former priest and he was saying that you know he discovered he, I don't maybe he's in his 40s I don't know but he discovered uh, a few years back before he gave up the whole priest thing um, he said it, it just he'd had a discussion with some of his other clerics and they just had come to the conclusion that people just don't fear God anymore right and so it if you follow through the chain of logic with his with my discussion with him well then yeah it makes sense people don't fear God therefore they don't give a rat's ass about what the priests say right and it was a uh, oh, what's going on here uh, dump trucks behaving oddly <laughs> so anyway um, uh, so people don't fear God 
and they don't fear the priests. And, and we have this situation where uh, the priests are deluded. Okay, so this priest I was talking to, he has a really hard concept in reading um, the Naked Bible, uh, Mauro Piglino, okay, because he's got a real hard time accepting the actual translation of the Torah, of the, you know, a legit translation of the Old Testament. He's just like blown away and it, and it has totally destroyed his paradigm. And he's, he's, so he's of the, um, he's deluded and he thinks that, you know, he had thought that the, um, the Bible and the, um, or the Old Old Testament and the Torah in their original actually reference the word God and we're all about God and this sort of thing. And it's a real shock to him to understand that that basically what happened was that um, space aliens came down, they conquered humans, they're not nice people, these space aliens. They were brutal and, and nasty to us, they treat us like cattle, they harvest us as though we are cattle. And uh, this is a harsh thing to accept. And they gave us uh, through their scribes. They taught people to write and they told them, write down all this shit because we don't want you people getting it wrong. And so they wrote the Torah down about the 613 rules, the 613 commandments that tell you as a human how to interact with the L, the gods, okay? And so you feared those gods because they would kill you, just not even thinking. And they had uh, archangels and angels that are these um, genetically modified beings. Uh, bear in mind, all these L are taller than us. They're more massive than us. They're um, in any event, though. So these these archangels and the angels could just literally kill you dead while you stood there, uh, just by pushing their finger right through your skull. These these beings are very very dense in their uh, construction, right? Uh, the L, the space aliens that invaded. And so when they came down here, we sure as fuck feared them because they killed a lot of us. Uh, you know, the supposition is that they killed half through the, through the invasion and conquering. They killed half of the, um, uh, of all of Israel. All right. So all of the 12 tribes, they killed half of them when they conquered them and, uh, forced them to march up the, uh, side of the Red Sea to Judea. So there were never in Egypt, all of that is a bunch of horseshit. There was never any parting of the Red Sea, none of that, okay? That's all, all bogus stuff put into the um, uh, a misinterpretation of the stuff that is actually in the Torah. So the Torah doesn't say they crossed the Red Sea. It doesn't say the Red Sea was parted. It says a wind came down and blew the reeds apart, and they could see across the, the Red Sea. But they were, already across, they were already on the Judean side of the Red Sea when this took place. And we actually find archaeological evidence up and down the, or up the um, coastline of the Red Sea of a massive uh, uh, ancient movement um, uh, that had many encampments and had many people die in the process. So like I say, we think maybe 50% of all of the uh, tribes of the Essenes who were later to be relabeled the Jews by the Jews, so the Judeans were relabeled as Jews by the Khazarians. See, this shit gets real complicated. In any event though, so here we are, space aliens come down, they tell all these head guys, they say, all right, who's the head of your village? Oh, well, we killed him. Okay, so you're, you're now the new head of this village. And they make this guy the boss, and they make him responsible for the other humans. And if shit goes wrong with the other humans, they kill him and they appoint someone else. Uh, 
and that's just the way it is. And the guy they appoint, he gets real brutal because he doesn't want to get uh, killed by some other fucktard doing something that pisses off the aliens. And so we have this hierarchical system forming at that stage uh, that's pyramidical in structure that rep that uh, reflects the organization of the L themselves and uh, begins us with this emulation of the gods kind of thing, right, that is uh, pervasive through humans. And what's really interesting about this is that um, now we don't fear the gods because the gods ain't been here for a long fucking time, so there's no reason to fear them. And we sure don't fear their um, uh, eunuchs that, uh, you know, the, the priests and the pastors and all of these kind of guys. We don't fear them. We don't fear the rabbi. Well, maybe you're, if you're Jewish, you fear rabbis because they're the judges and they'll cause you all kinds of social problems. But um, in the main, uh, within the non-Jewish world, we do not fear the religious structure. And uh, this caused real problems. Uh, in talking with this priest, he said they just didn't know what to do, right? There was just no... no um, point at which they could motivate people to follow the precepts of the Bible. And then I point out to him, well, the precepts of the Bible were so that you wouldn't get killed by the space aliens by doing the wrong thing. And that there's actually 600 plus commandments, not 10. And that, you know, that what you're seeing in the Bible is um, uh, propaganda, uh, fake news, deliberately bad translation, etc., etc. And so we get into this little sort of tussle. He gets a copy of the Naked Bible. He comes back and he's just freaking, just freaking out. You know, he, he says, only read a few pages. Then he has to put it down and, and seriously think about it because it is so disturbing to understand that he's devoted, you know, 40 years of his life to fake news, to worshiping fake news. Anyway, so it gets much deeper than that. I'm working on some stuff that isn't proven out yet. I don't have enough evidence to be able to really talk about it, but I think I'm on to something, and I'll bring that up later. I'm trying to get, um, I gotta rebuild a shower in my bathroom and repair some plumbing. It's the only part of the house I didn't have rebuilt. Uh, when I was dying of the cancer, I was desperate to get into the new house, so anything that would delay it, I just it didn't do. You know, I didn't think I would survive, right? So it was going to be less of an issue for me. Well, you know, the best laid plans of mice and men, and I did not die, so now i got to fix the fucking shower. And the whole my whole office is full of uh, material to do that. You know, it's like um, full of construction shit. And so I've got to get that used up and put into the shower. Um, can't do this stuff in the winter because of the nature of our house here and our conditions. So I've got to do it uh, through the summer here. So this is going to delay some things, but at the time I get my office ready again, um, I'll get online and and do a video about this um, new understanding of things and, and what I'm investigating here. It's I think it's quite fascinating, uh, and I may be on to something. You know, it won't be provable. It's all going to be speculation, talking about aliens, that kind of shit, and, and some of their actions and, and the result to humans. However, I think I have found a um, something that can benefit uh, humanity in general. Uh, as I get to it, I'm going to start doing some things to um, some experiments to prove it, and we'll see. Uh, anyway, though, so getting back to the whole, um, uh, you don't fear God anymore, right? Well, so you did fear the space aliens, and uh, that fear is also part of this emulation business, right? The closer you are to the uh, space alien, the less likely you are to um, 
uh, incur their wrath, okay? So the space aliens did not like humans. You know, they consume us. They consume us for the fats in our abdomen, especially in infants. This is where the whole Moloch, um, you know, human sacrifice thing comes, right? And it may be that the uh, the L or you know, we are wildly speculative, right? But it may be that these people, these space aliens, are deliberately going to those areas of the solar or of the um, galaxy that are low in uh, galactic center em em emanations. That is to say, those areas that are in their Kali Yuga. So bear in mind, not all solar systems are in their Kali Yuga when we're in ours, right? This is entirely related to the solar system and where it is in relation to the angles that allow uh, emanations from galactic center to reach that far. Again, very complicated. So, so we're all in the ever-present now, and everybody all throughout the Materium shares the same now, but we're not sharing it under the exact same conditions, thus our appreciation of that exact moment of this now, this time, is going to be entirely different, beyond the fact that we have different species and all this kind of thing. So the time itself is different. So time is really this cool stuff. And I'm getting really deep into some of that. Um, Anyway, so, uh, in not fearing the gods, it removes the power structure from those that they left behind. So, the L took off, okay? So, in, in, um, in my understanding, um, the L were either a remnant of or were a faction of a larger invasion force. They may have been at odds with the larger invasion force, but the L hung around longer. Okay, so they stayed here longer than the main invasion force. And the main invasion force may have been uh, moved off because of the lack of galactic um, center emanations. These people are used to a very high level of the, um, this energy out of galactic center. And, if they, and that's why they have these gons. That's why they have these bubbles that, that encompass everything these electromagnetic bubbles. We used to think it was to screen radiation out. Now the consensus is that, it, that it's um, a barrier to, to concentrate and keep in galactic center um, emanations, to get the energy from the galactic center concentrated and raise it up to a certain level that is comfortable to their bodies. And uh, so they may be um, the kind of being that goes from place to place to place and just harvest the local species and they do it within the Kali Yuga because that of the, the the local Kali Yuga in each one of these sites, because that allows them to um, arrive at a point where their uh, technology and understanding and everything will be superior in dominating the local species who are in their dense mind stage. Now, so we have the Kali Yuga, the Iron Age, uh, because we have the huge mass of the galaxy. Uh, screening us from the, uh, you know, blocking out the galactic center uh, rays that go throughout the entire galaxy. These are not light rays that we're talking about here. It's a different kind of energy, um, which scientists are actually now discovering some structures that may actually reveal how that energy is created. But in any event, though, so uh, as we rise up above the galactic plane, sort of like we're going around the edge of a plate our solar system is going up and down over the around the edge of the plate. As we cross the uh, plate on our downward 
focus or our upward focus of this sort of uh, up and down business as we as we spin around the edge of the plate, we get more radiation out of galactic center. But as we constant er, as we're going into the plate, you know, the plate is obscuring. Uh, those rays and so humans and everything else all of life gets less of these life force rays and as a result we're denser we're, we're more stupid and this is could be expected to happen to any solar system that's behaving the same way ours is which is to say most solar systems that we're aware of and so um, uh, we're just at a um, a point where we're rising up into more and more energy from galactic center as we go into the Bronze Age here and it may be that the uh, space aliens and the you know the main invasion force and the L both take off at that point uh, when the energies are changing for their own reasons now as I say maybe the L just moved on to harvest some other civilization and some other solar system right but they left um, We have sort of, and this is all the abandonment issues, this is all the second coming stuff. So uh, they told their proxies, their headmen, who became priests, who set up the whole priesthood, they told them, you all are in charge, we're going to be back, maintain things this way, and we'll be back in a little bit. And so then they took off. And for probably several generations, everybody was really afraid that those fuckers were still around. And in fact, probably for several generations, maybe... 10 or 20 generations, who knows, but some considerable time, priests would have been able to say, hey, you better do what I'm telling you, or the God's going to come down off this mountain and do something to you. And you know from your grandfather and the stories that he told about, you know, walking down the, the dusty trail one day and encountering an angel, and that angel just put his finger through the top of his brother's, through the guy's brother's head and killed him dead right there uh, for not, you know, bowing or whatever the fuck for some offense. Um, and so, you know, the grandfather gave you a story that made you scared of that God. And so you were scared of it. But over time, all this shit wears off. And of course, we're also coming into um, uh, more uh, energies from galactic centers. So we are, are smarter in general, right? Every generation is going to be a, a little bit better, a little bit smarter, etc. Um, and that the priests and so forth, of the, the, the Zionists, who are the remnants of the El's uh, command structure, uh, these guys are trying to keep us in the Kali Yuga and to keep power uh, desperately, right? This is their only function in um, life is to maintain power. Everything else is uh, not to even be considered. And they are trying to desperately maintain power so that they don't end up on the shit side of the L when they come back, if they come back, right? Now, the... the um, the Khazarian Mafia, the Zionists, they have reason to believe that the L are on their way back. I don't know how factual that is. We don't, they don't share their information with any of us, so we're not able to evaluate it. But we do know from their actions that they do assume this. And they're also assuming it's fairly imminent, like, say, within the next 15 or 20 years. Maybe 25, right? Something like that. And so... They're preparing uh, for the return of the L, and in fact, I think they're really dreading it, right? Nobody wants these fuckers around. The L are not nice guys. Um, that brings up our whole narco planet idea. So, 
we don't fear the gods. We feared them when, when they were harvesting us actively uh, for the adrenochrome, right? And they're buying adrenochrome. Somebody's on this planet. Maybe there's a elves living down in Antarctica, for all I know, or something, right? Somewhere on the planet. But there is a very large uh, human harvesting trade uh, on this planet. It's probably the most, um, most more money in that than, than uh, drugs or guns. But the human harvesting trade is, in fact, drugs. So they're harvesting us for adrenochrome which is the most powerful psychedelic you can imagine, the most powerful drug you can imagine. Now, the L had all kinds of rules for dealing with us, right? We're unclean, we're, we're unclean animals. And so when they had humans in their presence, we had to go through flea baths, basically, right? We were the anointed ones, and we were anointed with vast quantities of oils, all of various different kinds, uh, as you read in the Old Testament. And they did this to uh, make us clean. So they would bathe us, uh, give us a serious scrub, and, uh, you know, like a, a defoliate kind of thing. And then you'd be covered in all these oils in order that you might not cause offense to the L when you showed up. The stink of you or something, right? Uh, whatever it was that irritated them. Um, and so the anointed ones were taken into their presence, and this is how it had to happen. Uh, if you read into, you know, Ezekiel and all of these, you find that that is uh, the case. If you read the, um, the Naked Bible, you see it in, uh, or, or you can get it in a, a much more um, deliberate kind of a discussion in terms of, of how it went down, because it's an actual translation of what they wanted you to know. And so we don't know who wrote the, the Torah. It wasn't necessary that we know. The El did not consider it necessary that the name of the scribe who recorded their pronouncements should be uh, an issue uh, or even included. Uh, so dealing with these guys is it, at that level is really something. But we emulate them in, in all kinds of stuff. So they had um, larger heads. They created the Homo Caponsis. Uh, the cone heads that were in charge of us for a long time. Um, and we emulate them. We, we have various cultures trying to smush the brains of kids into this shape as though we were defective and all we had to do was to change the shape of our skull and we would um, uh, become an L. That was the whole point of this, right? And this was the dense times. We were humans, very dense. We didn't think very well. We didn't, uh, we didn't know any better. Now, in all of these, in, in every age, there will always be people that are outside of that age, that are ahead of it, right? Uh, so you'll always find people that are smart and, um, and with it and firing on, on their cylinders a little bit faster, even in the Kali Yuga. But this is a case everywhere. It's not the same. Everybody does not have the same level of uh, spiritual or intellectual enlightenment, uh, regardless of the nature of the the yuga of the time that we're in so it just just works out that way that we're very that we're variable um anyway so we emulate them in our drug taking as well <clears throat> now they fucked us over so they gmo'd humans and um they may have done more than that which i'll get into that in this other discussion at some point if i ever get the evidence for it actually think from some of my research that there is prima facie evidence, at least a, 
uh, a a coincidence level of of evidence. It, you know, it seems to support it. So I'll get into that, and we'll see. But in any event, though, so uh, we emulate drug taking um, of our gods. So our gods were stoned all the fucking time. If you read into the Greek literature, they would say you could uh, go and and uh, sacrifice a lamb or sacrifice a child. Uh, the Jews were really into sacrificing the children uh, because the ill needed that, right? So, in my opinion, they could do with the uh, fats out of um, lambs and uh, goats and stuff uh, in the old Bronze Age and into the early parts of the uh, Kali, descending Kali Yuga. But as we got closer to 500 uh, to zero year and then 500 AD in that period of time, the peak of the Kali Yuga, I think they needed to have uh, more concentrated um, adrenochrome to boost their level because the galactic center emanations were, were lower. And so this is what, in my opinion, led to the um, horrific level of, of human sacrifice in the Canaanites, the uh, Judeans, uh, and the Mesoamericans, all the way down into the uh, Aztec, but, but um, not so much into the Incan. That was an interesting um, anomaly and deviation. In any event, though, so um, we emulate drug taking. In the Greek literature, they say you would take the burnt offering, uh, you know, you'd, you'd uh, sacrifice the child, sacrifice the lamb, you do it a particular way, just like with the Jews, just like with uh, uh, the Akkadians even, okay? So the Akkadian civilization was, was controlled by these guys and had this same give us our adrenochrome thing in order that we don't come down and, and kill you and cause you problems. Um, and so they all had the same rituals for uh, the sacrifice. It had to be done a particular way uh, in order that the adrenochrome not, might not be polluted by these other hormones. This was desperate uh, or, or a, a deliberate and precise part of the, um, the technology of adrenochrome for these, uh, for these space aliens. Anyway, though, the Greek uh, literature suggests that you would put the, uh, the fats... Um, uh, burned with particular kinds of cedar, started to smolder with the cedar, the burnt offering, and and you'd put it on the altar, and the that the theoi would would come there. They would fly there, from they'd fly out of the hills. They'd uh, fly down because they could smell the shit or something, right? Um, were really attuned to it, and they'd come on down and they'd huff this. Okay, and so in the the they talked about the theoi the. Uh, the gods coming down and, you know, all of the, um, the pantheon of gods. And so every single culture has a pantheon. That is, that, so um, in, our, in our history, we say, oh, well, ignorant people were um, uh, pantheists. They had um, big tranches of gods. And then as humans become smarter and so forth, we become monotheistic. Well, it isn't quite that way. We had all these gods, and they left. And pretty soon, we were only left with the El, uh, El Yon, and um, uh, Baal Zebub, and uh, Yahweh, and Yahweh's wife, and all of these guys, right? Uh, there were several hundred of the El, uh, the major El, that, that are, um, maybe there's 60 or 80 that are referenced in the Bible. I've never actually, in the Old Testament, I've never actually counted um, I'll have to talk to some guys and see if anybody's done that. Um, 
So uh, there were very few gods at that point. But anyway, in the Greek literature, they had them coming uh, with these horns, okay? And these horns you might think of as like um, vaping tubes, right? They would come and they'd use these tubes to suck the smoke out of the burnt offering, which bear in mind is, is human uh, inner abdominal fat, uh, that's being burned in a particular way with on a particular brazier in order to create smoke of a particular kind such that there, the adrenochrome would be released. The oxidi and it would oxidize the adrenaline as well. And they would flood the body with adrenaline uh, such that there would be a whole lot of it to be oxidized. So we are, um, you know, we're the drug for these space aliens. Um, this also gets into some other aspects of it and why the prohibitions against pork. Uh, in my opinion, it doesn't relate to uh, diseases that pigs uh, are susceptible to, nor the fact that those diseases can be transmitted to humans. It's much more uh, complicated than that. It has to do with the biochemistry of the um, uh, adrenaline-containing fat globules in the human uh, abdomen and in our inner um, abdominal cavities. Uh, so, anyway, though, so uh, the gods are a bunch of drug addicts. So, it's no wonder that all of our, um, quote, leaders, all of the people that are the um, uh, inheriting power uh, priesthoods, the leftovers, the remnants of the pharaohs, the pharaohs were the leaders of these, these 12 uh, Essene tribes in South Yemen that were conquered by the El and moved up the... Uh, side of the Red Sea into Judea, right? And so the the priesthood, the powers that be, are all drug addicts because our our um, because of a bunch of different things. Some of which include the fact that we're genetically modified, uh, which also goes towards producing more adrenaline, producing more adrenochrome, but also making us more uh, susceptible to and part of the. Um, uh, of a drug problem, so to speak, right? Not only are we a drug source, but we like drugs. We're um, inculcated and trained into being uh, part of this giant narco planet. And so our um, all of our behavior has been informed by this experience with these space aliens. And if you look at our experience with these space aliens in the, at a macro level in our terms of our social order, you see the imprint of their activity all over. And like I say, talking with this priest, he was just like really freaked out about all this. I mean, it made so much sense to him. He wasn't denying it. He thinks it all is actually quite factual. And it also explained a lot of stuff that was... Um, like uh, uh, sort of hidden from him by the organizational structure of the uh, priesthood, right? And um, they're doing road work here. I've got to head on up and get my blood tapped, but um, I've got another couple of minutes just waiting for this. Uh, in any event, though, so we see the macro level of the uh, impact with these space aliens all over and what they did to us and how we're all, um, uh, you know, drug users really as a result of this. And it's a natural part of our planet is living in narco world. I don't think we'll ever get away from it. I think that we need a 
uh, need to understand that it's a inculcated at a social and a biological level and that we need to take this into account and alter our behavior uh, to include drugs and con include drugs in a controlled form uh, such that we don't have vast quantities of um, uh, you know, addicts and this kind of thing, uh, simply because it's socially uh, controlled and dealt with. And there are ways to do this. We can, we've got historical uh, evidence from other social orders where they were able to do this very successfully and um, uh, no problems, sustain it for long, 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 long time. So in the Haparan, uh, in the Indus Valley, uh, other in the descending Bronze Age, we don't find any uh, sign of any building devoted to any kind of religious uh, activity, none whatsoever. Uh, you know, there's thousands and thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of uh, remnant structures, and there's no sign anywhere that any of them were used for um, any kind of a religious function. We do, and we don't find any war toys. We don't find any weapons. We don't find any arsenals. There were some weapons and defense and that kind of thing. It looked like for animals, but in any event, though, so um, uh, no real sign of war. Uh, but uh, what we do find is that the Harappan Valley had, or the Indus Valley people had a uh, very much a um, uh, uh, institutionalized drug-taking culture, and so they had uh, they had drugs, they had. Um, uh, let me see if I can fit into this one here. There we go. We're going to make it. Anyway, so um, they had all of the accoutrement for a, um, a drug culture, and we see that. But there was no sign of um, generalized degradation, any of this sort of thing from the drug use. It appears to be like the... Uh, the Greek people with the um, mysteries of uh, Elysium, that it was a ritualized, contained uh, sort of thing. So in, in Greece, there was the, uh, the mysteries. If you went and used the uh, fluid of the mysteries, the drink, um, outside of the ritualized um, participation of it, uh, so if you used it as like recreational, uh, the penalty was death. If you were found out, there would, doesn't matter who you were, they would kill you. It was just um, that severe of a crime, and it, it was not going to be tolerated. And so they didn't tolerate it. Anyway, um, as I say, so we live in narco world. Narco world is a remnant that was left to us by these space aliens because of their own behavior. Now, they genetically modified us. Those genetic modifications from the L have spread through the social order, through the through humanity. There are groups that are not uh, as affected, but we find that this is... Um, and so we do find cultures where there's not a proclivity towards drug use. Not the same way. Uh, anyway, and so a lot of this stuff is explainable uh, to ourselves if we examine ourselves in relation to this ancient history. And understand it was not God and that um, we did indeed fear the gods because we had real reason to fear the gods. You know, they're a bunch of uh, whacked out um, adrenochrome addicts 
and would do anything for it. They were not well controlled. If you look at all of the literature, the Greek, the Hindu, uh, with the exception of like Japanese and some of the others, um, where they were probably isolated and didn't suffer the same effects from the space aliens. But if you look at all the, the literature, these people were fucking capricious and were touchy as fuck. So if you looked at them wrong, you could end up dead or, you know, end up on a, on a, the, a 20 years of being cursed, that kind of thing. Uh, just because they had the uh, wrong attitude at the time you happened to have a twitch in your eye. And it's just, they were that fucking touchy. These are not rational kinds of um, beings. These are very much uh, dangerous fuckers to be around, and thus a lot of the paranoia and so on in our social order. Now, I find it interesting that we have wars and military and all of that now uh, because we need the, um, in my opinion, we need to have the ability to defend ourselves from these fuckers when they come back. I'm quite convinced that they will come back. I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Uh, in spite of what the uh, Zionists might feel. Anyway, guys, uh, that's it for this. Got to get on to a lot of other work today. And I'll maybe make another one of these later.